Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Join in on a great conversation today with some of the world's great influencers as they showcase great advice and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Welcome. I'm your host, Tony D'Urso. And once again, I'm pleased to have you join us. It's always good to see you. Thank you. And at the time of this recording, it looks like we're well over 18 million listens throughout my podcasting career. That includes radio audience. And I want to thank you for faithfully listening every week and sharing with your friends. Friends help friends succeed. And this is all designed to help you and your friends turn your vision into reality. And today we're chatting with someone at the top of their category, an elite entrepreneur. We're going to discuss extraordinary wisdom of awareness with Michael Benner. Now, intelligence is an interesting word. We all believe we're good on that. And I often hear people say how much smarter they are than other people. I've heard this all my life. And I've personally met the smartest person on earth multiple times over. I say that with a little silliness. But why do some people think they're so smart? Are they? And what is intelligence? Are there different types or styles or parts to it? And how do we get some more? Do you think that it would help you expand your business or make your relationships smarter to get a better handle on this topic called intelligence? Well, I really think so. And while this topic could be a lifelong, lifetime radio show, let's try to get down to the brass tacks and drill down into the nuts and bolts about this topic. Meet Michael Benner. Michael is the author of Fearless Intelligence, The Extraordinary Wisdom of Awareness, and The Breakthrough Self-Awareness Training, Internal Vigilance, which is commissioned by the Orange County, California Sheriff's Academy in Anaheim. Michael is also very well known throughout Southern California for his popular Human Potential Talk radio programs on stations such as KABCAM, KLOS-FM, KLSX-FM. KCBS-FM, KRLA-AM, and currently he's on KPFK-FM. And Michael left broadcasting as a full-time profession in 1987 to begin his own business, Personal Development Strategies. And he provides counseling and personal development training to individuals and couples, as well as consulting and training for business executives, managers, and teams. Yes, that's right. You can get Michael Benner to help you with your business right now today, and I'll give you more details on that soon. That says it all. Let's get into it. Hi, Michael. Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. It's wonderful to have you back on again. Well, hello, Tony. What a pleasure to be here. Nice to see you. Nice to see you again, and we're all looking forward to learning more about extraordinary wisdom of awareness. We've got a lot of questions about this. There's, there's a lot in this topic, and perhaps just before we get into that, let's fill in your backstory I'd like to know, how did it all start for you? And perhaps maybe you could regale us with something you haven't told us in the past. Well, I'm not sure why, but I've always been fascinated. Maybe it's because I'm cynical by nature. Maybe it's because I'm of the baby boomer generation. And we all remember the very first televisions being rolled into our living rooms when we were little kids. But uh, I've always wanted to know the truth. And and I've suspected that I was never getting the full story. 
I, I, I didn't believe my parents were telling me the, <laughs> the whole story. And, uh, you know, having lived a full lifetime, I know that's true. You know, kids don't get in on the full deal, right? They don't get to know everything their parents need to know. But somehow I felt left out, like I was being cut out of the bigger picture. And that, when I went to school, I thought, well, you know, if I major in journalism and broadcast journalism, that would be fun. I was an amateur radio operator in junior high school. And I love the magic of radio, you know, voices through the air and talking to people all over the world on shortwave radio. That was so cool. So I thought, well, if I'm going to do journalism and find out the truth, I'll do broadcast journalism rather than print. And so I worked my way through college doing radio news at a local radio station in Lansing, Michigan. I went to Michigan State University. And uh, after that, I guess Tony... Must have been five or six years before I began to, to realize that all this news was government and politics, and it really wasn't the truth I was looking for. So I began to read psychology and philosophy, and because I've always loved people, even people who don't like themselves. I've, I've been curious about, why wouldn't you? What, why are you so grumpy? Why are, you, why are you so angry and defensive all the time? So whether people were joyous or, or mean and, and indecent, I was still curious about who they were. And so eventually that led to philosophy, which is the study of truth. And uh, that's pretty much my story. It's uh, journalism to psychology to philosophy as a kind of a, my own personal development, my interest in why people think the way they think, why they feel the way they feel and why we do the things we do. And that is very interesting. And I can see how you grew a big audience on radio because we're all, I believe, very curious and we want to learn more about those topics. And you had a very successful radio career and you left it to help people in a different way. You're very successful. Not People don't necessarily like to quit a cushy job or a job where they're successful and is growing and growing. But you left it to do this. And what was that vision? Why did, you, why did you leave to do what you're doing now? Well, it was a couple of reasons. It was sort of a mutual agreement. Radio is really a young person's field. By the time you get into your late 30s or early 40s, midlife, you better start thinking about a second career. And I had presumed that I would be a, a broadcast journalist for my whole life. And I was wrong. And even the talk shows uh, that I really enjoyed doing and still do, um, I'm 54 years into the business. And as you say, I left it as a full-time profession in the late 80s, but I've done it part-time ever since because, again, I, I, I love it. I love people. I love doing progressive talk shows. But I'm sure many people in your audience will remember that talk radio took a turn in the late 80s and became very politically oriented, uh, very mean, mean-spirited, uh, angry, hostile, and I didn't like any of that. So between recognizing I was getting older, I needed a second career, and the nature of talk radio swinging to sort of mean and hostile, I thought, well, 
what, what else will I do? And I took a year off and I moved into a cabin in the mountains, a mountain called Mount Pinos, north of Los Angeles. And I, I lived about a mile high on the side of that mountain for a year and just thought about it the rest of my life. What am I going to do with the next half of my life? And what kept coming up for me over and over again is take what you love, what you do as an avocation or a hobby, and make that a career. Well, that was personal development. That was hypnosis. I had worked as a hypnotherapist as an avocation. Practiced self-hypnosis, which is not a very good term, but... Uh, it's all we had to work with. It's very similar to meditation. I was teaching meditation and various mind skills, accelerated learning. I was doing sports psychology, all as a hobby, you know, all as an avocation. And I thought, well, I'll make my radio career the hobby and I'll turn my hobby into a career. And so I, you know, started using uh, the internet. We didn't really have social media in the early 90s, but we had bulletin boards and the internet and word of mouth. And I just developed a private practice, worked with corporations, worked with individuals and couples. And, and that's what I do to this day. And I, I, I love it more every, every week that goes by. I'm happier and more fulfilled. I, I really love it. You're obviously very successful at it and being uh, in the Having a, a program at the Orange County Sheriff's is, is a testament to how important, vital, and successful you are at this and, and what you bring, what you bring to companies and so forth. And you mentioned earlier that this is something that you love to do. And people don't always do what they love to do. It's this purpose, this reason that really pushes them through barriers, through blocks and so forth. Is there something, I, I just want to go deep into why did you decide that this would be the avocation, the career for you? Besides the fact that it was, you found it a lot of fun and you loved it, did you find that this was the fulfilling program that you really wanted to do for, in your life? For whatever reason, Tony, I've always done what I wanted to do based on what I loved, not what I thought, but what I cared about. As a matter of fact, my second book is on that very topic about well, Joseph Campbell said it best, I think, follow your bliss. I think most people overthink. And notice I began that sentence by saying, I think. You know, I think I overthink. I think most people overthink things. Because that's all we're taught to do when we go to school. You could have a master's degree and three PhDs, and nobody ever teaches you about emotional intelligence. And yet that's where the wisdom lies. You titled the program, the subtitle of my book, Fearless Intelligence, is The Extraordinary Wisdom of Awareness. Most of us are much more aware of our thinking and our abilities to think than we are aware of our feelings and why we feel the way we feel and how to take responsibility for a feeling as a response rather than something done to us and how to manage those feelings so that they're not overwhelming and cause us to behave reflexively, in which case we end up saying and doing things that we regret. So there's an enormous field here that's just emerging. The, the first books on emotional intelligence 
were available in the mid-1990s. So it's only been 25, 26 years that there even has been such a thing as emotional intelligence. And it really came out of stress management that began just a decade before that. So this is all part of what's come to be called positive psychology. You know, psychology until three decades ago was always about abnormal psych and helping people that had anxiety issues or personality disorders or psychic breaks with reality. About 30 years ago, maybe even close to 40 years ago, people in the field began to study, well, what are these happy, healthy people doing? Maybe we could learn from the happy, healthy, successful person how to help other people be happy, successful, and fulfilled and uh, address these uh, questions that we rarely hear addressed, like, why am I here? What am I for? Who am I? Is there a meaning and purpose to all of this? Is, is there something beyond being a producer and, and a consumer, beyond earning and spending, acquiring stuff, repairing it, replacing it? You know, the bumper sticker, he who dies with the most toys wins? Well, we all know that's sarcastic, but what replaces it? What are we supposed to do once we, once we have enough, once we're financially secure and have the family and the home and the career that we want? What are we going to do with our lives? And so this positive psychology, this is what's fascinated me. And everybody's got that little tug or that little pull. Most people don't honor it. I'm here as one of a large number of people in the field to help those who are willing to honor that longing or that urging to understand these things. We're talking with Michael Benner about extraordinary wisdom of awareness, and you can find him at michaelbenner.com. Michael, we all know how to spell that. Benner is B-E-N-N-E-R.com, michaelbenner.com. This is the Tony Tierso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about extraordinary wisdom of awareness with Michael Benner. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Everyone is playing chess these days, especially on chess.com, whose number of players have grown five times since 2020. It's free and easy to play, and unlike other games that change all the time, where you have to pay to win or have to constantly open chests and defeat levels to progress, chess is simple to learn and not distracting. Improving your chess game is easy on chess.com. After you play a game, you can have the computer analyze your mistakes and recommend quick lessons to strengthen your skills. I have a diamond membership, which gets me unlimited access to all of the chess.com features, unlimited puzzles, unlimited lessons, unlimited game analysis, and more. And I love it. Have you been following the World Chess Championship? You know, chess's increased popularity means you can watch chess events and videos on YouTube and platforms like Twitch, where chess is blowing up. Know what you're watching by learning chess on chess.com. And you can also check out chess puzzles on chess.com. Chess puzzles are low pressure and fun games like Puzzle Rush that improve your chess tactics. You know the Netflix show The Queen's Gambit brought chess back to the forefront of our minds in 2020 and recently won 11 Emmy Awards. 
including the top award for limited series. And you can play chess from your phone on chess.com and find out which of your friends are already playing. And studies reveal the benefits of playing chess to improve your mental abilities in several different areas. Are you ready to improve your chess game? Head on over to chess.com slash Tony today to start playing. That's chess.com slash Tony to start playing your friends and learning chess today. That's C-H-E-S-S dot com slash T-O-N-Y. Check it out today and tell me how you like it. Chess.com slash Tony. You're listening to the Tony D'Erso Show with special VIP guests. Now back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Erso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is Extraordinary Wisdom of Awareness with Michael Benner. Hey, podcasters, let's get you more engagement on your episodes with thousands of visitors interested in your content. Would that be cool? Check out TonyDURSO.com slash clicks and see how we can help you. That's TonyDURSO.com slash C-L-I-C-K-S. And now back to the chat with Michael. Michael, amazing insights. And I want to get into your vision path. I want to talk about your book. I know we know the title is Fearless Intelligence. And we're going to talk about that. But just before I even go into that, let's go to basic, basic, fearless intelligence. We're talking about intelligence. How do you define intelligence? Well, I think before we even talk about knowledge and understanding, and before we talk about intelligence, we need to talk about awareness because this is the missing element. Very few people are aware of awareness. <laughs> uh, we're hearing more, fortunately, about mindfulness. Mindfulness is noticing what you notice. It's being aware of being aware, but also being aware of what you're not aware of. Good example, most people have a route that they take to work, especially uh, a lot of people are working from home now, but even then you have your routines where you go to the store or the dry cleaner. But uh, many people still commute to work every day. They go the same route every day. But how much of that are you unaware of? If somebody said, oh, well, if you go that way every day, you go right by this store. Um, surely you've seen it. It's right there on Main Street, right where you right where you go by. No, I've never seen it. I've never noticed it. Really, how could you miss it? Well, there's a lot going on. I'm I'm thinking about my day. I'm worried about the past. I'm anxious about the future. I'm got this to-do list uh, in my head. I'm, I can't be aware of everything. But we could learn to be aware of what we are aware of and what we're not aware of. And so intelligence is really organizing what we're aware of. It's finding the patterns of thought and the belief systems that express themselves in our feelings and understanding ourselves better by being aware, not just being a thinker, but being aware of which thoughts are deliberate and which are intrusive. Intrusive thoughts are curious because when you're 
not applying your thinking to a particular task, your mind doesn't stop working, doesn't go quiet. It shatters according to its own agenda. And we call that thinking, but it's not deliberate. It's not purposeful. It's, it's called, by brain researchers, task unrelated thinking, T-U-T. They call, <laughs> brain researchers call intrusive thinking tuts. <laughs> it's just a lot of mostly negative nonsense that's being churned up inside your head. And, and again, people call that thinking, but it's very different from applying your thoughts in some productive, task-oriented way. So we're not very aware of our thoughts. We're even less aware of our feeling. Let me get this part down. We're more intelligent if we're aware or more aware of what's going on. And so intelligence is based upon awareness, so far as I understand it. And now I'm tying in the, the title of your book, Fearless Intelligence. So if we're aware of something, and I'm just maybe being silly, I'm just trying to think with this step by step. If I'm aware, I can be fearlessly aware. Perhaps you could fill it in and, and, and explain that a little, uh, the title and what that means. Well, it's the perfect question at the perfect time, Tony. Thank you. Fear whatever we call or whatever name we use for it. Men in particular may deny their fear and say, well, I do have my concern or I'm a bit apprehensive, a little nervous or anxious about this or that. So a little bit of anxiety or trepidation or apprehension or just mild nervousness, it's still fear all the way out to panic or horror or terror or, <laughs> you know, phobias or obsessive compulsive thinking or uh, panic attacks or could be sleeping disorders, eating disorders. So many problems are related to anxiety. And whatever name we use, it's fear. So fear, stress, anxiety, I guess those are probably the big three names. They shatter attention. They shatter awareness. The more anxious and nervous and stressed and fearful we are, the less aware we become. And there are reasons for that. They have to do with the fight or flight response and an area of the brain called the limbic brain and a structure in the brain called the amygdala. We don't need to go into that unless you want to. But the important thing to know is just a little bit of nervous anxiety is enough to begin to erode in a very significant way our awareness. Well, that makes us less intelligent. So the more stressed we are, the more stupid we become, the, the more unaware of our thoughts, the more unaware of our feelings, the more unaware of our behavior. And we become more reflexive and, and, and more like animals in this way. So to learn to manage stress and anxiety to relax in the face of uncertainty and unawareness and confusion is to become more aware and therefore more intelligent. It's really interesting. And I'm comparing this to going out into the mountains, the forest. It's unknown. You don't know particularly what wild animals there are, what bears you may run into. And knowing that can curtail that awareness of what's going on and you're not necessarily as carefree and oh look at the pretty flowers because you're 
you're a little bit worried or concerned because you know that there's a lot of bear sightings or wild animal sightings or, you know, bobcats or uh, mountain lions or what have you. And I go out in the mountains a lot. So this is very real to me, especially if there's signs saying, you know, beware of rattlesnakes. All of a sudden, I'm no longer noticing the area and taking pictures like I would because I'm a little bit more less, this sounds like I'm saying it wrong, but a little less intrepid and more concerned. And then therefore I'm being aware of less. So, but that's, so that's not fearless intelligence. I'm just thinking of how can I apply that? How can we apply that in, in our world with, we don't know what the news is going to necessarily be tomorrow. There's people that kind of very concerned about it. So how can we apply that a little bit more and be more aware? I guess if we're more aware, we're more in control of what's going on. Well, knowledge and understanding is what's standing in between that trepidation. And you read the sign, beware of rattlesnakes. The question is, do you understand rattlesnakes? Do you know where they live? Do you know their behavior? I think the Boy Scouts said it best. Their motto is be prepared. You and I live in California. There's a lot of earthquakes here. We study earthquakes. Remember in school, we had, if not earthquake drills, you at least had fire drills. Why do they do that? So people don't panic, so they're not so afraid if it happened. You practice that emergency. So the more we know about earthquakes and the more prepared we are, the less fearful we become when they actually happen. The more calm, the more aware, the more intelligent, the better decisions, the less likely we are to panic and act reflexively. Well, think of that in our daily life and affairs. At work, you're stressed, you're worried. You don't know what's going to happen next. All fear is fear of the unknown. Stress and anxiety is about confusion and uncertainty, not about danger. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about extraordinary wisdom of awareness with Michael Benner. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. If you're a podcaster slash marketing guy like me, you know how hard it is to be sure your next big idea will be a hit. In fact, sadly, 85% of new products fail. And a huge reason for all that failure is that it's just too hard to validate product and market fit with consumers. If you ever produced a product, any product, listen to this. And if you ever wanted to produce a product, even a concept of a product, check this out. Old-style market research is too slow, too complicated, and too expensive for fast-moving teams trying to build something great. But what if you could test out your product ideas with target consumers whenever you want, before you put all the time and money into development? That's what startups and Fortune 500 companies do with Feedback Loop. That's Feedback Loop. Get quality feedback from their target customers early and often. Feedback Loop is the test-before-you-invest product research platform. It's got expert templates for concept testing, user discovery, prioritizing features on your roadmap, and a lot more. You can create your own test in minutes and get back quality insights 
from your target consumers in hours, not days. And if you go to https colon slash slash go.feedbackloop.com slash Tony, you'll get three full tests for free. How cool is that? I started the process to research my own next product. I'm grateful to have the available teams to do my tests. So if you want your next product or feature to be a hit, test before you invest, build based on data, not opinion, and launch with confidence with Feedback Loop. That's go.feedbacloop.com slash T-O-N-Y. Check it out today and tell me how you like it. Go.feedbackloop.com slash Tony. You're listening to the Tony D'Erso Show with special VIP guests. Now back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Erso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is Extraordinary Wisdom of Awareness with Michael Benner. Check out my elite entrepreneur interviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or you can find everything back to day one at TonyDurso.com slash podcast. And now back to the chat with Michael. This is the critical thing to know. This is, I mean, we've pinpointed here the whole show. Fear is not about danger. Any name. Just a little bit of nervous anxiety all the way out to panic and everything in between. That's not a signal of danger. It's a signal of not understanding, not feeling in control, being overstimulated, being unaware, whether dangerous or not. How often have people said to you, Tony, what are you worried about? And you said, gosh, I don't know. Well, that's the point. See, that's what fear by any name is. It's the not knowing what's going to happen next. It may not be. It probably isn't. There's not that much danger in the world. You see, so fearless intelligence is learning to Understand two things, your situation, called situational awareness. When I worked with the Sheriff's Academy, those men and women all understand situational awareness. What I did with my internal vigilance program was make them self-aware. And that's the other area. It's one thing to be aware of your situation and the unknowns in the world. It's another thing to be unaware of yourself, who you are. Uh, Why do I feel grumpy today? Why am I on edge? Why do I feel frustrated? My God, I can feel anger coming on here. Why am I angry? You know, and then do I have the ability to look at anger and find the hurt in the anger? How many people even know? that anger is an, a, a defensive expression of hurt, emotional hurt. Why am I hurting? Is there sadness in the anger? There almost always is sadness in anger as well as hurt, not to mention the fear at its root. So a big emotion like anger, which is one of the basic four emotions, there's only four basic emotions, happiness, sadness, anger, and fear. Anger is a big one. But it's comprised of several other feelings, and few people have had the exposure to the science, to the studies, to the information they need 
to understand their emotional responses intelligently, much less to find the wisdom that is inherent in those emotional feelings. That brings up a good point because there's also an emotional intelligence. Most definitely. Your mental intelligence, which is all you were taught in school, is about everything but you, the whole world around you. If you want to understand anything outside of you, whether it's at hand or a distant galaxy, math, science, history, geography, anthropology, the world around you, use your thoughts. But when you want to understand yourself as a unique individual, we've always heard there's no two snowflakes alike. DNA proves there's no two individuals alike. Wouldn't you want to know what's unique about yourself instead of being afraid to find out why you're one of a kind and why you are so essential to the larger scheme of things? So many people spend their lives feeling insignificant. In fact, we're essential. Like a jigsaw puzzle. You could have a a jigsaw puzzle of a thousand pieces, but if just one is missing, you're going to throw that whole puzzle away, right? Because every piece is different, but every piece is essential to the whole. And so it is for Tony Durso, Michael Benner, our wives, our families, and out into the world. No one is redundant. And the tragedy is that so many of us are terrified at the prospect of understanding what sets us apart. Yeah, we're like other people in many wonderful ways, but in some very important ways, we're unique. We have particular gifts and talents and abilities that set us apart. The way we find them is honoring what you love and what you care about. But in order to have those feelings, what do I love? What do I care about? I've got to move through the hurt that causes us to turn away from emotions, to push away, to hold them at bay, and to, no, I don't want to feel. And and men and women condition their boy children not to feel, saying that's a weakness. Our daughters and little girls can have their feelings. But no son of mine is going to, you know, be a sissy or whatever. I don't want any of my boy children crying. So they never do understand themselves. And even women as young girls who are allowed to have their feelings don't have the training. Again, it's a brand new field. Nobody's at fault here. It's just a new field. (laughs) You know, we've, we've only had written language for 2,000 years. We just got here. (laughs) We're a pretty new species. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, we've only... Reading was rare until 100 years ago. Virtually nobody could read until 100 years ago. We've only had light bulbs for 130 years. So this is all new. And uh, that's part of what's so exciting about it, I think. All right, let me get some of these points down because it's multiple points. People that are, first of all, they've been hurt. To me, seems like that would turn on and bring on that emotion of fear or stress or anxiety as well. Because sometimes it's like, hey, Tony, why do you feel that way? I don't know. Just there's stress, there's worry, there's anxiety, but you don't necessarily know 
But in the past, perhaps, it's because something has come along that has created fear or, or hurt, and the environment now seems to be similar to that, though we can't always put the nail on the head or put the finger on the nail, whatever that phrase is. So we can get anxious, we can, we can get stressed, and not even necessarily know what that is. Can you comment on, on that and also give us how can we help that? Because there's a lot of that going on today, though, though we sometimes thinks we, think we know why. It's not necessarily the real reason why, because I think if we knew exactly why, we wouldn't have the issue anymore. Well, again, the brain is different from consciousness. Because what we're, remember, we talked about awareness. Synonym for that is consciousness. That's the tip of the iceberg. Most of the brain is operating at an unconscious level. It's digesting food. You're not aware of that. It's repairing and replacing cells. It's beating your heart. It's breathing you. Gosh, we don't even think about breathing. You could assert yourself and hold your breath or deliberately pant or something, but we think of it as being an involuntary response, right? And... uh So many reactions are happening at an unconscious level. And mixed in among that is the hardwiring of the brain that says anything new is unknown. Anything old and never really well understood is unknown. And unknown things, says the fight-or-flight response in the brain, whether they're new or old, if they're unknown... If they're confusing, they could be dangerous. There might be danger. So it triggers the fight or flight or freeze response. And our muscles get tight. And that crimps down on arteries and veins. And that makes the blood pressure go up. And your pulse goes up. Your respiration goes up. Your pupils dilate. Brain waves begin to skyrocket to prepare yourself to deal with the possibility of danger in the world. Well, another thing that happens, which is kind of a trade-out, is called the amygdala hijack. You're so focused on preparing yourself for this external danger, you don't know what it is, but it might be out there because you're confused and we don't really know what might happen next. Part of the trade-out is we become very binary in our thinking. Our creativity is shattered. Our awareness of our situation and ourselves is destroyed. And everything looks like either or. And so what we see is the either or of gender, the either or of electromagnetism, the either or of are you with me or against me is applied uniformly. And the whole world becomes true or false with no third option. And many people, Tony, live their entire lives in this binary, all or nothing, this or that view of reality. They don't understand relativism. and They don't understand permutation or combination or variation. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. The likelihood that two people could disagree strongly and both of them have a good point. A kind of a 60-40, like I still think my point is 60% right. 
I'll grant you 40%. I'm still more right than you, but you're not completely wrong. <laughs> Few people are capable of exploring the rainbows. Some people might say the gray between the black or white. I will say the rainbows <laughs> between the black and white. Gosh, even in school, in multiple choice, we had a, a C and a D and a none of the above and an all of the above and an open-ended question and an essay question. And then to go out into the world and live either or, everything or nothing, it's either completely right or totally wrong. That's all the result of living in high anxiety and stress. I like that. It's not as black and white as we think it is. I like that. I like the rainbow. This is the Tony Tierso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about extraordinary wisdom of awareness with Michael Benner. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Coffee gets us through the day at times, but I have a secret that I want to share with you. I've been taking NAD as a supplement to help me. And when I learned about True Niagen, I switched immediately. That's T-R-U-N-I-A-G-E-N. I love True Niagen. It fuels the body's energy engines, maintains cellular metabolism, and even supports heart health. I have more energy and don't need those extra cups of coffee since I started taking it. And with 11 published human clinical studies and backed by Nobel Prize winners, True Niagen is a supplement that's clinically proven to boost NAD levels, an essential coenzyme required for cellular energy and repair. With NAD, I have more resiliency. It helps my muscles recover after a workout. I just have more zest for life. So add more vitality to your life today with True Niagen. And right now, new customers can save 10% on their first purchase by going to trueniagen.com slash D-U-R-S-O. That's T-R-U-N-I-A-G-E-N dot com slash D-U-R-S-O to save 10% on your first purchase. trueniagen.com slash D-U-R-S-O. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And once again, that's T R U. N-I-A-G-E-N dot com slash D-U-R-S-O. Try it today and tell me how you like it. TrueNiagen.com slash D-U-R-S-O. I love that sound. That's the sound we've all grown up with that indicates a sale. Some of us may remember the old cash registers, they require you to input the amount of the sale and then pull a handle. When the handle is pulled, you get that bell sound and the cash drawer opens up. And it's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. That's S-H-O-P-I-F-Y. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. 
When I first started podcasting, I didn't have much to sell. Now I provide podcast marketing services, consulting, and of course, I've written a few books. And with Shopify, the sky really is the limit because you can sell a myriad of items. You're an entrepreneur, so what do you have to sell? Custom watches that you made? Shoes with unique logos on them? Nicely framed prints? Go ahead and search for what to sell on Shopify and you'll be amazed at the suggestions. Perhaps that will stimulate you to create another great selling product because success is a million milestones on a forever evolving path. And I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe, like mine. Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. So let's do this. Go to shopify.com slash T-O-N-Y, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash Tony right now. Shopify.com slash Tony. That's S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash T-O-N-Y. All lowercase. Try it today and tell me how you like it. Shopify.com slash Tony. You're listening to the Tony D'Erso Show with special VIP guests. Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Erso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is Extraordinary Wisdom of Awareness with Michael Benner. Would you like more followers on Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn? We can help you with that and get you organic followers. Check out Tony, D-U-R-S-O, dot com slash clicks. That's Tony, D-U-R-S-O, dot com slash C-L-I-C-K-S. And now back to the chat with Michael. In uh, Eastern philosophy, this is simply called the third way. And the third way is a point of compromise. It's uh, mediation and conciliation. It's uh, granting that your opponent or your enemy may have a point. And it may not be nearly as strong as your point. Their sense of right might not. I'll give you an example, okay? This is an example of what's called the two-truth doctrine in philosophy. If my friend from Hawaii, Pakello, and my friend from Alaska, Joe, uh, come and visit me in Los Angeles on a day when it's 65 degrees, the guy from Alaska says, what great weather. Joe says, do you mind if I take off my shirt and enjoy this balmy 65 degrees? No, of course, that's fine, Joe and Joyce. But my, my friend Pakello from Hawaii is freezing. He wants a sweater. He says, I don't know how you guys live in this weather. It's 65 degrees. I'm freezing. Well, most people would say one of them is right and one of them is wrong. They're both right. That's relative truth. But there is an absolute truth. It's 65 degrees. Whether you think that's hot or cool or cold, <laughs> you know, that's the relative subjective truth of a particular individual. But the absolute truth is 
on the Fahrenheit scale anyway. Forgive me, international people. We're Americans. We don't know Celsius. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the absolute truth is it's 65 degrees. So we acknowledge the absolute truth. It's 65. But we must also acknowledge the subjective truth that Joe and Piccolo disagree about whether it's a, a warm day or, or a cold day. And uh, they both, there's, there's truth in both of their positions, their truth, relative truth. You would think that we would have this down, this understanding by the third or fourth grade. But I know a lot of people that cannot handle relativism. And they, because they're anxiety-ridden and fearful, they cling to the absolutes. No, no, Michael, this is all right. No, no, Michael, this is all wrong. Well, these people disagree. They can't both be right, can they? Well, yes, actually they could. You see, but you need to be relaxed in order to be more fully aware. This is expanded awareness or higher consciousness. The brain needs to feel safe to begin to release this amygdala hijack. You can see why the brain in a survival mode would make it an everything or nothing world. Are you with me or against me? That's all I need to know. Fine, if you're in real danger, but... That's not a lifestyle. We don't want to live there. Many people do. Very interesting points there, and it's so true. There are different points of view, and they're not wrong. And we have a few minutes left. I want There's one other topic of this, a little adjunct that I want to make sure we go over, and that is intuition and instinct as part of all this. I would love to hear your comments on that. Oh, thanks. I think this is fascinating. We call both instinct and intuition gut feelings. And as a result, people will use the word interchangeably. They'll say instinct when they mean intuition. They may say intuition when they mean instinct. Instinct and intuition are both gut feelings. They're felt between the heart and the pelvis. But they're opposites. They're like polarities of a bar magnet. This is one magnetic field around the bar magnet, but the polarities are opposites, the north end and the south end. So instinct is a fear-based animal response. It's oh no. It's run away. It's what to avoid. Intuition is heart-based. It's felt in the heart area instinct in the pelvis at the base of the spine, intuition in the heart. This is the oh boy. This is love-based. This is what to move toward and embrace. Most of the time, we feel our feelings in the solar plexus, which is between intuition and instinct. And just as we were talking about relativism and the blend of things, we feel a blend of oh no and oh boy. The instinct is run away from this, but that's not a goal, right? We were talking about your book the other day about vision and the imperative nature of knowing where you're going. I, you know, if I want to go on a road trip, it's not enough to say, I want to avoid LA, I'm leaving town. <laughs> <laughs> like Lewis Carroll, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. George Harrison did a song about it. We have to have a goal, so the oh no will get you out of danger. Just run in any direction. Just get out of here. 
But then we have to orient ourselves to the old boy. What do I want? Set a goal, an objective, a desired outcome, something that you love, something you're passionate about, and move toward that. That's revealed by intuition, which is a non-logical form of intelligence. It's not illogical. It doesn't contradict logic, but it is non-logical. It is facilitated by deep relaxation, holding questions in meditative levels. You know that admonition, knock and the door shall be open, ask and you shall receive. You hold a question in mind in a deeply relaxed state. You'll get a very profound and insightful response that will reveal your personal truth. If we do that in normal consciousness or a high-stress state, all you get is noise and static and chatter and more confusion. But if you go out to the mountains for a couple of days, it all quiets away, and then you can really focus on and get the real answer. Or if you do your yoga or your tai chi or your martial arts and even your bodybuilding and weightlifting, and then sit down for 10 minutes, close your eyes, breathe, relax, and imagine yourself in a beautiful place of perfect peace or luxuriating in a hot tub with not a care in the world. (laughs) The brain and the unconscious mind doesn't know the difference between real and imagined, so it goes, oh, we're safe. We can drop all of this anxiety and fear. We can drop this either-or absolutism. We can think creatively. We can dream. We can gosh, wonder about this and be curious about that and move through our anxieties and our fears and our heartache and discover, what do I really care about? What do I really burn for? What are my passions? If if I had 50 million in the bank and not a care in the world, what would I do? With I mean, I'd travel around, I suppose. But after that, then what would you do to feel fulfilled, to feel like you mattered, like, There's something beyond success called fulfillment. And often I work with very successful, very prosperous and wealthy business people who have the courage to admit to me, Michael, I got it all, but I'm not fulfilled. I'm extremely successful. I've got way more than I need, but there's still a hole in my heart. What is that about? And you can call that psychology, you can call that spirituality, but it's a search for meaning and purpose that goes beyond what we think of as success, which we have to, I mean, come on, we got bills to pay. We, we, we need the security of having a, a, a meaningful career and providing a, a product or a service to people, something they really need, becoming financially secure and, and, and healthy in our physiology and But once all that stuff is taken care of and you've arrived, now what? Can you create for yourself a life of significance? And you'll know that you are doing that when you begin to feel this fulfillment. Or sometimes they talk about it being simple joy. Or what is joy? Happiness for no reason. Whoever told us that we had to have a reason to be happy? I think that might be a good note for us to conclude on. What if we could be happy for no reason? Look at your children. Look at the little kids. They don't, they're happy. They don't, have, they don't need a reason to be happy. 
I love that. That is brilliant. Let's be like children. Once again, we talked about extraordinary wisdom of awareness with Michael Benner, and you can find him at michaelbenner.com. Get his book, Fearless Intelligence. This is just a few points we talked about it. There's a lot more in that. And see about his services. Michael has been, and I didn't mention this at the beginning, I've been remiss, but he's been my mentor and has helped me podcast and and improve my show and and do quite a bit over the years. And I didn't acknowledge that at the beginning. I don't know how I missed that, but I want to say Michael's helped me quite a bit. He can help you too, whether it's in your relationship, your business, or just being able to enjoy the world as a child. Check it out at michaelbenner.com. Michael, we just, I don't even know that we put a scratch on the surface, but (laughs) I I found this really insightful and there's just so much more. We'll have to do this again, of course, no doubt. I just want to thank you so much for sharing with us today. Tony, it's always a pleasure to be on your radio program, your, uh, your podcast, and uh, just to chat with you. You know, however many people hear this, uh, I'm less concerned with how many hear it than the impact it has on a handful of people who are really listening and, and really get something from this. And uh, I know that's what you're all about. You talk about success all the time and, and, uh, You know, the Army sort of stole that phrase, be all you can be, so it's sort of trite to say, but why not? You know, why not take the risk of not just settling? You know, when we're kids and teenagers, sometimes we play small to fit in and be accepted. But certainly as adults, as we mature, we should get to a point where I'm done playing small. I want to be everything I can be. And I mean that as an individual, not as somebody who's comparable I'm not better than anybody. I'm not inferior to anyone, but I'm unique in a few really significant, I'm like others in a lot of ways, but in some ways I'm absolutely unique. Just like everybody else, sort of a, a, a little joke there. Congratulations, you're unique, just like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, and on that, just thank you again and again, Michael, and again, everyone, check it out at michaelbenner.com and see what he's got. It He's real, as you can tell, very authentic, the real deal. And he's just really brilliant at his career. Thank you again, Michael. We'll talk again, my friend. Thank you, Tony. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me while I featured an elite entrepreneur who took his vision to reality. This chat was insightful, and it opens us up to understanding our world better, don't you think? We talked about extraordinary wisdom of awareness with Michael Benner. We talked about so many things, and in no particular order, we discussed intelligence. What is it? How do you define it? We talked about awareness. What is that? And how we become more intelligent. We talked about how to be more aware, how to be aware. We talked about how intelligence can be fearless. What is fear after all? You know, how is that different from stress and anxiety? And what's emotion? What's emotional intelligence? We talked about so many things, intuition and instinct and the differences. Tell us, what did you get out of this? Comment on the video platforms. Tell us what you think. Really would love to hear from you. And check out Michael, get his book, and tell us about that in the chat as well. And please remember supporting this show with a nice review. And of course, you can go to tonydurso.com slash review. And share this with a few friends to help them too, all right? Okay, use this and let's help you move on your journey to success. 
Thanks, everyone. And remember, just take action. Success awaits those who persevere and remain steadfast despite the odds. Sow good seeds, do good deeds, and join me on the next episode of The Tony D'Urso Show. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of the Tony D'Urso Show with his key influencers. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.